Hola, Grand Rising, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is, this is KCD of Cards and Conversation, hey everybody and hey to nobody, also I'm on Anchor, YouTube, IG, and Facebook, Cassie Darwin. C-A-S-S-I-E-D-U-R-W-Y-E. So, thanks for vibing my vents. I'm just having a vent. Just talking. It's October the 27th. 2020 it is a Tuesday I think it's like 508 or 503 in the morning I don't know because I can't I don't have my glasses on but I was laying here and I was just thinking about myself and how I see myself and I said thanks to Casper the friendly ghost (laughs) and then I said thanks to Cassandra of Troy because um, when I found myself like 2013 having a lot of um, similarities in my life of Cassandra of Troy. And when I would tell people this, I was working at the Embassy Suites. So it was profound to me that I found myself while working at the Embassy Suites. And the energy of Cassandra was once lived in an embassy. Because she was a princess. So I found myself. I searched it on the internet. I didn't have a computer in my home. So I didn't do the internet stuff. And oh, excuse me. We would do it at work. Somebody had shown me how to go look up stuff. And one day I was led to look up Cassandra of Troy. And I could see myself so vividly. And then I understood why people didn't believe the things that I said. Because looking at the God Apollo, he had cursed her gift. Um, I do believe in past life. I do. I've always believed in that. I've always played with, if I could see myself doing other things and being other places and being other people, Still was me. It's just that I didn't look the same. I could see you. I could see you being other people. I could see you in other clothes. Um, I could see your royal attire. Because you have people around you that are on your playing field, I guess. So if I was a princess... I'm sure I hung around kings and king queens and other princess and prince. Or even if I didn't hang around them, because you got to remember, things weren't like they are now. People are on top of each other now. Things were a little bit spread out where they are now. You don't have to take a real far ride to get to another place. So, I was seriously thinking about that and thinking about how my gift has been cursed. And then I think about how everything must change. So, when I realized that my gift had been cursed, I um, apologized, gave an offering to turn it around for me and my descendants because it wasn't just cursed 
by Cassandra. It was cursed. All of her descendants. They would have a gift of foresight or prophecy, but he cursed it for no one would ever believe it because she wouldn't have sex with him. Okay, I'm not going to have sex with you. But damn, you ain't got to curse me. I see the beauty in that because I then looked at all that Cassandra was. But then I looked at Troy. I had that meant I had to research the story of Troy and um, the Greek mythology. And, and it was very insightful. She got raped. She got murdered. And I, I, I sometimes look at that. I believe that Cassie was developed to help Cassandra in this life. I believe Cassie is Cassandra the gifted part of her I believe you know coming to life at the time that I did would help to manifest and help heal that energy so when I tell people you have been reincarnated in this lifetime to vindicate or to I don't even know how what words to put it in. So I guess this is somewhat of a download. To help your lineage. Um, some ancestral stuff that happened in the past. It's like you were resurrected in the 2020. Because it's about clear vision. To rectify some things in the past. Or to understand some things from your past. But people are so afraid of what they see that they try to block it out and then the physical body gets ill or some people completely lose their mind and still in the physical body and I try to tell people don't be afraid of you don't be afraid of what may come up um it can only drive you crazy if you allow it to drive you crazy by not trying to understand it the more that I try to understand me, the less crazy that I feel. I mean, I have my moments when I'll be like, bitch, you was crazy as hell. And this might be one of those moments, but I'm just venting. And you guys are vibing if you're listening. If you're still listening, yeah. You 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 it's making you wonder. Or second guess some of the things that you believed. It's a fairy tale. And, 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 and if it's a fairy tale about you, you get to tell it your way. That's why journaling is important. That's why this podcast is important. Because even after I leave here, this is documentation to my people, my, my family, my descendants, um, my friends, whoever want to listen to it. It's documentation that this is what I was feeling like on October the 27th, 2020. It's a Tuesday, which is Mars energy. But, okay, I need to say this. There is so much, like me saying this, this is my opinion. This is not law. This is my opinion. Now, to people that believe in what I say, it may be law to them because they follow and believe what I say. Excuse me. We have to understand that the things that come come out of our mouth, some people hold that as it's the law. Because such as such said, this is what I believe also. It's because it resonates with you. It makes sense with you. So now these are your beliefs. But to 
have someone join you on your beliefs, you start to believe everything that they say. It's just like the Bible. Everything. And I know I go to the Bible because that is what my ancestors gave me. In this lifetime, they produced a book and they fed it to me. And they quoted from it. I am not a Christian. I am not a Catholic. I don't know if I've been those things. In this lifetime, I have been a Christian. As a child, it was fed to me. As an adult, I tried to discover who I was because reading this book, it didn't make sense to me. You say, these are the things that have happened to you if you do these things. If you have malice in your heart and you take communion, you do this little uh, communion It's like a community ritual. That's how I see it. It's a community ritual. But the community is just not on a small scale. It's on a worldwide scale. And Christians are picking up other people within their religion. Um, You got people all over the world that, that claims Christianity. Like any other thing, any other religious set. <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm still sleepy, y'all. Uh, it's 11.34, I'm tired. Hey, Audrey. So, when I seen 11.34, well, it's not 11.34, that's my timer, sorry, y'all. It's 5.14, and as time goes on and I wake up, even without glasses, I can see a little clearer. My eyes had to adjust. Then my mind had to wake up because it's a part of me that still wants to be asleep. But when spirit wakes me up, I have to get up. It's about obedience. I know I'm all over the place. My natal chart allows me that. And I can't control the planets. I can just control how I react to them. So I know that gets on a lot of people's nerves. When I'm all over the place, look in your chart and you'll understand why that gets on your nerves. But if you look at your chart, you'll understand why you're still listening. (laughs) Yeah. Because I understand why I am still talking. That is Mercury. Along with other things that happen to be me. But all this little sleepy thing. That is my Taurus. (laughs) I just want to be sleeping, lays around. But that Mercury and that Scorpio in me say, "Uh -uh, it's time to get up and talk about this. But let me get on track because I got sidetracked. But really, I wasn't sidetracked. I was just still giving you footnotes. People need footnotes. So getting back to Cassandra, Troy, and Apollo. When you look back at things and you can find yourself, then you can understand the people around you. I understand why I'm so attracted to men that write poetry read poetry um men that talk about the things that they believe that is my attraction Apollo is the god of music of poetry and many other things I can see uh, a lot of things when I think of Apollo But I can see a lot of things when I think of Cassandra, too. There's not a lot of information about Cassandra of Troy. Except for she had foresight. She was a twin. She was a princess. (laughs) Um, They said she was crazy. Because she um, would predict things or see things. and, And she was crazy enough to say the things that she saw. Or that she was predicting and... I feel that energy because people say I'm crazy all the time. And I say, yep, I'm crazy enough to listen. But I'm crazy enough to open my mouth and tell you what I saw. Crazy 
hey, call it what you want to. I call it being myself, standing in my truth. All of a sudden, this is coming up. There's a lot of times where it's not what it seems. And um, the crazy part of it is they call it paranoia. Uh, They call it schizophrenia. They call it a lot of things clinically. And they put a label on you. And if you believe that label, then that's what you are. You are just what they said you were. I believe the labels to only a, a certain extent. But this is who I've always been. I've always been able to see things. I've always believed things that other people didn't believe in. Um, and I've always been boisterous enough to say those things and not care what somebody else thought because I always felt like I was playing a game with myself. I understand why people push me away because they don't they're not ready for the truth. I understand why certain people I don't vibe with because I'm not supposed to. But I always have a receipt. It's always someone around that will listen to my little craziness. It used to be my grandmother. It used to be my great aunts. They knew I had a gift. They did. And they knew my child was gifted. Well, my grandmama didn't because she um she passed when I was like 10. But her sister knew. Her sister knew. And um, then that let me know. It's like I'm Alice in Wonderland or some shit, y'all. And I've always been drawn to that. Things ain't what you think they are. Things appear to be one way, but they are so different than what they appear to be. It's just that you have to let go of that sensibility that you were taught. This is right and this is wrong. This is what it is. Right, wrong, or indifferent. It still is. And and my church teaches me I'm exactly where I should be and who I should be. And so are you. Don't be afraid to... If you're afraid to talk like this and tell your story, write about it. Or talk and don't share it with the world. But document it. Because it'll help you understand later on in life. If I had this when I was a kid where I could just record. And and I and I had some recordings once upon a time. Um, de- I still have some of the, the things that I journal. But I used to make cassette tapes and talk. Well, my sister and them always recorded over stuff that they didn't know what was important so I don't have those things anymore but I my truth lives inside of other people cause I cause I talk to people hey kids I talk to people so when I remind them or they remind me cause a lot of times now people saying you been saying that you know you been saying that for years you know, you you know you said that when you was a kid. And, and you know, a guy came in and um, he was so afraid to sit down with me. I was at the Motown Witch. And, um, but I could feel his curiosity. And Miss Yvette let him know, you know, you can get a reading, a session some spiritual advice and when he's I don't like to push my way in but when people start speaking God lines you up with who you need to be Yvette didn't grow up going to church because she would blurt stuff out because she had to give also she has a gift everyone has a gift 
And because she would see things or say things, she didn't have to go to church. Well, my family made me go anyway. And um, when people say they come from Christianity, that's like a key. That's like a key that it sparks something in me because I understand what they're dealing with. And that's how I end up um, getting to reading the very first time because that person was talking about coming from Christianity, which made me be drawn to them. Because if they understand a way to make me understand why I was feeling what I was feeling and, and, and I was opposing what I was fed or being misled or whatever it was. I don't even look at it being misled. I believe it's learning the tools that you were set up with. You're on a fool's journey. And at the beginning, I discovered... And then I met the magician. And the magician shows me how to use those tools. So, when someone sit with me, they come from Christian belief. I try to teach them how to use the tools they were given. You can still read the Bible. You just learn how to understand it the way that you need to use it. I tell people all the time. Uh, I hear people say Jesus is not real and Jesus Jesus is just like a, a lesson, a fairy tale. But it, it's a teaching tool to teach you about you. You are all the characters in the Bible if they resonate with you. Don't use Jesus, you insert your name. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And and you go from there. You insert yourself. In your life or in your journey, when were you Adam and Eve? And what was the lesson that they were trying to teach you? When were you Cain and Abel? You know you've met somebody that you felt like was a sister or a brother, but they had some evil about them. Are you the sacrifice, you know? And you put yourself in there where it will work for you. You insert your name in everything. In 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 when I hear the stories of the Orishas, when I hear the story of Buddha, when I hear the story of Apollo the God and Cassandra of Troy, you insert yourself where it can help you learn a lesson. When I tell stories, when I say when I was a kid, blah, 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 whatever it is, and people be like, yeah, like the guy yesterday, he say, I said, you've been seeing stuff your whole life. He said, yeah, I used to say, I was there. And I said, people would say, shut up, boy. And he laughed. The laugh is a tale that I'm telling the truth for me. And he said, yeah, they would. Yeah, because they didn't want you to go against the grain. We are in the, we are um, Christians now. We're not going back. And how could you be there if you were a kid and you're here now? Because you're an ancestor from the past. And as a child, you really may not understand it. But you do understand that you heard this story before so vividly that you realized you were there. So they they push it in you. No, you wasn't there. You wasn't there. You wasn't there. And quit saying that. They going to say you crazy. Or I'm going to say you crazy. <laughs> so you stop saying it. So you disassociate yourself with yourself. And you move past it. But then you talk to Miss Cassie. And she sees that you were there. And she tells you to go revisit that child that you were. I play with my five-year-old self all the time because my five-year-old self is where I found pain that I could relate to in this lifetime. It was at five that... um. I felt the pain and I remember it vividly 
and and I could see it was a spirit there with me trying to assist me but because they had taught me about things being spooky I seen the spirit as something spooky and I seen all the things that I was visualizing as being spooky and I kept myself from seeing them I knew in the dark I would see things so I slept with a nightlight because you feel like if if you can adjust your eyes to what you're seeing you can you can figure out the logic in it so I slept with a nightlight or TV on for years because in the darkness you think your eyes are playing tricks on you that can't be there I'm, I'm, I'm seeing stuff but it can't be there and as a small child you see stuff um and you as a kid I would scream out because it was that vivid there is somebody in here there is an energy didn't know it was an energy I seen it as a person or a cat or a mouse or whatever I saw a monkey it's just a snake a snake stayed in the bed with me as a kid but now I understand that was the sacred serpent. And sometimes now my ear gets wet and, and it's something licking in my ear. And um, when I discovered Cassandra of Troy, it, part of the tale says that the palace snakes slithered when she spent a night and licked her ear clean so she could hear things from the other side of the veil you know and sometimes I'm sitting up and I'll I'll just my ear gets wet and then a message come in it's like the sacred serpent is giving me a message But like I say, if I can see me, I can see you. And I may not see you in this lifetime, but because in another lifetime, we may not have been so friendly, I stay away from you. I don't try to take pictures with everyone because I don't have to prove that I was there. Everyone was there. They knew I was there. I don't need to have a picture to say, look, we were together. And most times, if people say, let's take a picture together, I will. Uh, but a lot of times, I'm, I don't even show up. It's not what it appears to be. People will take pictures and they'll smile nicely in their picture. Because they want the whole world to believe that you guys are friendly or they approve a picture makes you a picture makes other people think you're stamping stamping approval I approve this person I approve this situation start to look in people's eyes when you look at pictures divine over what you feel intuitively when you look at pictures uh, look at the whole picture. What's going on in the background? A picture is a tarot card. <laughs> or oracle card. And look at the picture and see what you see. And see people's truths. You know, see yourself. What are you doing? What is the expression on your face? How is your body situated? Are you facing forward? Are you turning to the left or to the right? You know? Look at the picture. Are you hugging the person? Or is the person hugging you? Look at that person's eyes and what you see. Is it unsettling? Or do you find joy? And happiness? Look at the picture. Look at the whole picture. Quit being spoon fed. Because most times when you're spoon fed, you're misled. <laughs> you know? People will show you an illusion. 
Um, sometimes I do an oracle pull and I see a, a card that is blank and it's left blank because you can illustrate it the way that you want to. People, people are learning that they can write their own fairy tale the way they want it to be. Or they can, right now they got a clean slate. And, and having a clean slate, you get to write your own story. So when I see that, I tell people, okay, now this is a blank card, but it's telling me you can write your story. And when I tell people that, they were like, I don't know what to write. I don't know what I see. You do know what you see. You know what you're suppressing. I know that you know what you see because you're sitting in front of me. And if I can see you, you, I'm just telling you what you refuse to see. I'm just telling you what I see in you. And I'm telling you to not be afraid of you. Because that's all you tell me when you say, I'm scared. I'm scared of me. I'm scared to know the truth. Because you may say something to me that let me know I'm not crazy. And I'm not the things that my family told me I was. I'm the things that I dream of. You can be those things. You don't have to be afraid. Um, you know, people will try to hurt you because they are jealous of your gift. Or because they don't want you to know their truth. So they'll try to hurt you before their truth gets out. And hurt people hurt other people. And people don't like you to tell the truth about them. They'll, they'll say it. Who asked you? Who the fuck are you? You know? Who are you to say? And as I've been on this journey and I can see people that have gifts and they keep it secrets. But when I didn't know what I was doing, I would just say, ooh, I can see you. And they would give me a look like, don't be seeing me, motherfucker. But... When they realize, man, what she's saying at this point, it's, it's, it's dead on. Yeah. It'll wake. It, like they say, you woke something up in me. When I had a, a, a session with you, you woke something up in me. And now I don't feel as crazy. And then I, I can feel them um, gravitating to me. Sometimes a little bit too much because I'm not trying to. I have I'm on a journey on my own. I I, I I'm here to give a message and move on. You know I'm not I'm I'm not, I'm not a coddler. I I had children for that, and um, I don't coddle them, but oh so much. I have grandkids for that. I'm not trying to coddle. And like I say, I understand some tribes call their aunties auntie. And this here and now, um, I don't like auntie. I like TT. Because I like to be my own, whatever I am. Don't just give me a, a general thing and put me in a, a community pot with everybody else. No. I'm Cassie. And being Cassie, I have my own thing. And I like to be called TT. And I like to be called Nana. You know? I like that to be recognized. And you can't just call me what you think you want to call me or what you call everybody else because I'm not everybody else. So, like, and I know when you're sincere, when you say no disrespect, but I call, okay, because... And my family, my kids call their um, dad's aunties Amy. Everybody is Amy. And I and when they call me Amy Sin, most of them don't. They call me T.T. Sin. Because that's what I want to be called. And that's what I'm going to answer to. Because 
the Aineys is a whole different generation. So I guess I'm separating myself from them. And I'm, I'm giving them their respect, but I need mine too. I'm just rambling on, but that's okay. I'm on Cassie D's vibe in my vent. I can do this. This is the time when I can do this, and this is when I feel comfortable doing what I'm doing. So getting back to it, and I'm still a little sleepy. And I can feel myself saying, you are going to go back to sleep. But I can feel another part of me saying, no, you're not. Because you're going to get up and you're going to feed the birds. And you're going to listen to... um, I'm going to study. I'm going to definitely study. There is something that I was gifted and I've not been studying the way I should. And... I know that I'm a gatherer and I will come back to it, but um, there's something that I have to go forward on. Starting today, and staying in my lane, I have to stay in my lane, and these little phones will get you off track. You'll be doing something totally different than what you started, especially with the social, social media. And... The social media is a a distraction, a diversion. Just like with the Bible, you have to weed through it and get what you need. Just like with anything, everything is not going to resonate with you, but something will catch your eye because that's what it's set up for. Even in the Bible, if you go through and read stories, there's something that's going to catch your eye. That you'll get lost in that moment. And time waits for no one. So you'll be sitting up doing something that you hadn't planned to do. Because you didn't move past it. Or you got caught up. Mm. I like where I'm at in life. But at the same time. I know I should be doing something else too and I'm being obedient I'm not rushing anything I'm on divine time not so much as my own time but I have a choice because I have free will and a lot of times when I'm talking spirit is talking but then if I go do something else because like like the other morning I knew I had this to do And um, my cousin was in my inbox early telling me to go watch Love, Lovecraft Country or something. I don't know because I'm not drawn to it like everybody else is right now. Most of the time when I have some downtime, when I'm not creating, that's when it'll come where everybody's already watched it and now I'm watching it. Like it took me years to watch The Passion of the Christ. Because um, it was around Easter time. And I wasn't really into Easter. I I really wasn't into Easter at that time. And uh, the trick was uh, I had locked my hair. And my baby had locked her hair. And she was like in the kindergarten, six years old, something like six, seven years old, something like that. Well, no, seven or eight years old. And my mother and father hated her hair being locked. But we were just the prelude to what was to come because now everybody's kid hair is locked. And um, she kept telling her, don't you want your hair to be curled? Don't you want a pretty dress? That's how they got us to drink the Kool-Aid. They offered you something that you couldn't resist. Something that you really wanted. And you know... People give you things, they offer you things because they want you to do it their way or they want you to think their way. And that's what we were going through. So my baby wanted her locks taken down because she wanted her hair pressed and she wanted some curls and all of that. But I could curl her hair. It's just that 
we was doing something different than that what they wanted us to do. Coming from the generation that they came in, they used pressing combs. That was pretty to them. They combed their hair out. That was pretty to them. Well, we're in a time now where you can just naturally be you. But it's been that time before. Because I can remember when it was cool to rock Afro Puffs. A natural. I just wanted my hair locked and I locked it because I hated the press and comb. I wrote a poem about it. I hated the press and comb. And my grandmother pressed and pulled hair for, for a living or for a hobby or whatever you called it. It was what she was very good at. And she it was her bartering power. She would get things that she didn't have to pay cash for because she could give you a hairstyle. She could press your hair and pull it. Your hair grew out in that style. But I like natural styles and your hair grew out in that style. It's about being maintaining cleanliness and allowing your natural truth to come out. And naturally... If somebody pearl and press your hair, that's your natural state at that moment. It's just been altered and been manipulated by heat or chemical. Because some people use relaxers. But I'm just rambling on now. Hey, Audrey, I'm just rambling on because now I am getting sleepy. I talked to somebody about this. I can talk and put myself to sleep. Which means I can talk and put other people to sleep. But I can also talk and wake myself up. Which means I talk and I wake others up. But what it was supposed to be about is things aren't what they seem to be. And just because someone shares your information... Don't mean they really rah-rah for you. Most times people do things because they're manipulating. So somebody take a picture with you to have proof that they took a picture with you. And it makes the world think they're friends with you. So when somebody shares my podcast, it'll appear to you that we're friends. Because they shared my podcast. Or they share everything I do on Facebook Live. I don't know those people. And if you notice, I never like what they share. Because I didn't see that they shared it. Somebody told me I should be able to see it. I don't get a notice that everything I share when someone else shares it. I don't get that notice. I mean, I guess it's somewhere on Facebook that I can... I get things when I'm being tagged in it, like someone will tag me, I'll see those things and I can approve it or disapprove it. But I don't get a notice that your information is being shared by this person and is on this person. I don't get that notice. So I don't notice that they shared it. Get it? I didn't get a notice, so I don't notice. And If I'm not one of their followers, I don't notice. If I'm not their friend, I don't notice. What I do notice is I get a lot of friend requests from people that we only have one person in common. And because... I don't really roll with that person. I may not accept your friend request. Because the gift that sits inside of me is not trusting of that person. It's something about that person that vexes my spirit. And it won't let me get close to that person. I am a friendly person. If you come into my lives and speak, 
I will speak back to you. I stopped calling people's names because they never called my name. If you say, hey, whoever, and you don't use my name, no one knows who you're talking to. So I stopped that. I stopped calling people's names. Because I will call everyone's name. Unless Spirit is telling me to say your name, I'm not going to say it. I may speak to you. But I'm not I'm not who I used to be. Facebook will make you understand some different stuff. All this social media will make you understand some different stuff. Just because you're familiar, I used to tell my kids, you don't know them, they're not your friends. Just because you're familiar with seeing somebody don't mean you know that person. That's how people get down. That's how predators creep in. Just because you're familiar. Like I, I used to have people say, they know they didn't heard other people say, hey, hey, Cassandra, or hey, neighbor. And they'll say, hey, neighbor, or they'll call my name, and I don't know you. And depending on where I'm at on my zodiacal, uh, <laughs> Hey, I might be a, a, a Scorpio right now. And I might ask, do I know you? And they'd be like, no. Well, what the hell are you calling my name for? You don't know me. Have I ever introduced you to me? Have we ever been introduced? Just because you heard somebody say my name don't mean that you can call my name. People in your earbox, how you doing, Cassie? I always ask, how can I help you? And then they have something that they want to sell to me. Yeah, I knew it. Now you're blocked. Because if you approach me the wrong way, it's something that gets angry inside of me. How dare you act as if though you know me and we've never been introduced. It's like when somebody called me on Messenger. It ain't that. But, depending on how the stars and the moon is aligned, I might answer to see what it is you want to say to me. Understand this. In this spiritual thing, people will tell you all kind of bullshit to do to yourself. They be working spells and trying to do magic. If somebody tell you to put something on your eyes that you know you can't see through. They're trying to blind you of their truth. Somebody once told me to rub molasses all over my face, especially my eyes. They told me to rub it all over my body. Molasses is thick and black. You can't see through molasses, and it will slow you down. And it's bitter. And that's how I feel about it. Now somebody else might say, no, molasses is sweet. Nah, I'm going by how my gut feel about it. And from that very moment, I never felt the same about that person. And I stayed the fuck away from that person. Other people tried to use that person as a trick and a trap. I never listened to that person until I was led to study to show myself a divider of the truth. And I had to spend two days listening to that person and watching and listening other people interact with that person. And I see their truths too. And now I can see that they knew what I saw. And everything has erupted. As Miss Yvette say, they were duplicitous. What I see is I see they're bad and they're good. I could see the the angelic part of them and I could see the devil in them. 
duplicitous. Yeah, it was it was a duality. One minute you're this way, the next minute that you're that way. But I also could see that there was a from a, from a Christian's belief. I seen a snake in the grass. I did. I seen a snake. But I also saw my ain't doe in this person. I was always, oh, now I'm going somewhere totally different. Thank you, ain't doe. I was taught as a kid, I had an auntie. My ain't doe didn't play. And if you was wrong, she told you. And I know now my auntie had a gift as a small child. And that's what she was trying to give me. The sacred serpent. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Sorry, y'all. My auntie had a mole on her neck that went down her throat. And that was her truth. When she was a baby or in her mother's stomach, her mother was in the garden. And she seen a snake. And she chopped the snake up in the splatter. And the baby was born with the, the sacred serpent mark. So now I understand it. Um, yeah. Sometimes the snake could tell the truth on somebody. But sometimes the snake will reveal itself. And sometimes they have to get chopped up. This is Cassie D of Cards and Conversation. Cassie Derwin. That's D-U-R-W-I-N. C-A-S-S-I-E. Cassie Derwin. On Facebook, YouTube, here on Anchor, and wherever else I may be, IG. Remember... Just because you take a picture with somebody don't mean you know that person. <laughs> Sometimes people use pictures in a different way than what you think they're using them. You know, be careful who you let capture a moment with you. Peace. <laughs>